take thy name in vain. Do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee. And am not I grieved with those that rise up against me, thee. I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them mine enemies. Search me, O God. That's the title of my message today. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Now, verse 21, where he's saying, do not I hate them, O Lord, that hate thee. A lot of people, they get offended anytime somebody says they hate anybody or anything. They just absolutely lose their mind in this world today. And, you know, at the, on one hand, I can kind of see that because typically when we hate somebody or hate something, it's usually not of the spirit, is it? I mean, usually, I mean, listen, let's just be honest. Most of the time when it comes to hatred, it's probably wrong, isn't it? I think, I think I'll admit most of the times I've hated in my life is probably been in sin. You know why? Cause I'm just a sinful person. And I, and it's almost when we're reading this, we're going to kind of go through most of this chapter. It's almost like the psalmist here. He knows that, you know, hey, this is a strong thing I'm saying. Lord, this is what I'm feeling. But it's like he's expressing to God in his prayer that, you know, as far as I know and as far as I can tell, I believe my hatred is just in this. But because I'm not a hundred percent sure, he's saying, search me, oh God, and know my heart. Now let, let's just to kind of get some context. To, I think, prove what I'm saying here. Let's look at more of this chapter. So look at verse 1. Look at what it says in the beginning. He says, O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down sitting and mine uprising. Thou understandest my thought afar off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down and art acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but thou, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before and laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. So he starts out this psalm just talking about how he's saying, God, you know everything about me. You've got it down. Everything that is going on in my life, in my mind, Lord, you know it. He's acknowledging just the sovereignty of God and just his knowledge and that God knows things that are beyond what he's capable of knowing. He's, he, and so he's acknowledging this to God. And then jump down to verse 14. He says, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and not that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in thy book, all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, yet as there was none of them. He's saying, you know, Lord, even before I'm where I'm at today, you knew all about me. You knew what was coming. I mean, you were there. You formed me. You designed me. You made me. He said, how precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of thee. If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. And then that's when he goes into the famous part. Surely thou wilt slay the wicked. And he's praying this, what we would call an imprecatory prayer. And he's just talking about these people that he hates. And then he ends it with the search me, oh God. And I think what David is doing right here, he understands that, you know, hate is a very dangerous thing. You know, that hate is something that usually gets us in trouble. And it's, you know, the truth is when it comes to all human emotions, there is a good version of it and there's a bad version of it. For example, 
Because I don't think there's any emotion, the human emotion that you could say is always a sin. I think there's a good version of bad. For example, fear. Okay, Is fear sometimes a sin? Absolutely. Because we have many places in the Bible where it says fear not, but we also have places where it says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Where we are supposed to fear God, there are some things that we should fear. So fear is not always a bad thing. You know, anger. Anger is not always a bad thing. We've got a verse in the Bible that says, be angry and sin not. There are some things that should make us angry. If I go slap your wife, you should get angry. And if you don't get angry, something's wrong with you. There's something should make you angry. But how many of us typically get in trouble when we're angry? All right. So there's, there's good anger and bad anger, but it's the same emotion. Sadness. There are some things that should make you sad. You know, if your mom dies, you should feel bad about that. You should be sad. But, you know, there's, there's some things that make us sad that probably shouldn't make us sad. You know, there's things that upset us and get us down that shouldn't. You know, joy. Joy. Say, well, joy is always good. Well, not necessarily. I mean, if, you know, my enemy drops dead, should I be joyful over that? I don't know. And, that, and we're going to talk about that a little bit because some of us have experienced that. But sometimes that, that can be bad. You know, if I just don't like somebody and I hear they got in a car wreck and it brings joy to my heart, that's bad. Okay? That's bad. I shouldn't be that way. You know, disgust. Some things should disgust us. Some things shouldn't. If you're disgusted by the things of God, if you're disgusted by you know, the, by church and by God's people, something's wrong with you. But then, if you're not disgusted by some things, if you're not disgusted by perversion, then there's something wrong with you too. Uh, you know, so no, no matter what human emotion we're, we're talking about, there's a good version and there's a bad version of it. Now, what we often do is whenever we get called out for having one of these emotions, we've always got a verse we can go to that shows us it's sometimes okay. You know, why are you so angry? Bible says be angry and say not. So I'm fine. You know, you know, why do you have to hate? You know, because there's a lot of verses that are against hate, but we have some that tells us it's okay too. But let's just be honest. Are we sure that we're always right in our emotions? Are we sure all of our hatred is in fact a righteous hatred? Now, some people are real quick to say, it, it is with me. Well, I hope you're right. But you know what? It doesn't seem like the psalmist here was super sure. I mean, he was as sure as he could be, but he wanted to be even more than that. He wanted God to reveal to him whether or not this was in fact just. He wanted God to search him and God to know him and God to reveal any problems that was in his life. And you know, most of the time, we're not like that. It's just, we just kind of fly by the seat of our pants, however we feel, it's how we feel. And if anybody calls us out, We've got a verse that we can use. If I'm making you or mocking you or something like that, I got a verse about God mocking, so you can't call me out for it. If I'm, if I'm angry, you call me out or a bad spirit. I've got examples in the Bible. If I kill somebody, I can talk about Moses. I can talk about David. You know, I mean, there's, we've always got some kind of Bible verse we can go to, to give an excuse for bad behavior. And David, when he's talking about hating people here, I believe it was a just hatred. I believe he believed it was to the best of his ability. But David had a love for God and a desire for righteousness to the point that he didn't want to just go off how he felt about something. He wanted to make sure God let him know for sure if he was right or not. 
And he wanted God to show him because he recognized the fact that he was capable of having the wrong kind of hate. And let's just be honest, we're all capable of that, aren't we? We're all capable of that. And so we got to watch out for that. And so it's, it's, it's super easy to look at someone else and talk about how wicked their anger is or talk about how wrong they are in their emotion. It's easy to justify yourself with a verse. But, you know, just because David had a perfect hatred doesn't mean you do. I mean, great job quoting that verse. But I don't know. Just the way you're foaming at the mouth at me right now, I don't think your hatred towards me is like David's. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know. And, you know. and the thing is, what I'm not interested in doing in this message, because I think it would probably be one of the most pointless messages ever, and that is to preach on identifying someone else's emotions, whether or not they're justified or not. Because, you know, I mean, do we really know? And at the end of the day, does it really matter? Okay. And it would especially be dumb to do that from this chapter, because in this chapter, we see the psalmist going on and on about how God knows him and about how he's wanting God to reveal to him his heart. He's not asking for God to reveal someone else's heart to him. He's saying, Lord, you reveal my heart to me. Lord, you show me whether or not I'm right in, in this hatred that I have. That's what he's doing, and that's what we I want us to learn from today on how to allow God to search us and reveal to us whether or not our emotions and our feelings are right. Because this is an important thing. The Bible says in Jeremiah 17, verse 9, we all know this verse. It says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Now, if the heart is deceitful above all things, you know what that tells me? It's the most deceitful thing that there is. Your heart can deceive you, and you've got to understand, I don't care how spiritual you're thinking you are today, that could be your heart deceiving you. And so are you going to just be a follow-your-heart Christian? Or are you going to be a follow-the-Holy-Spirit Christian? And And so that's what we need to do because we realize, and I think David realized, that he had a deceitful heart. You know what he's doing? He's saying, Lord, I don't want to just be justifying in my mind something that's sinful. I don't want to be justifying something that's evil. I don't want to justify something that I know is displeasing you. In my heart right now, Lord, I can tell you that this hatred that I have, this isn't me just hating my own enemies, Lord. It's me hating your enemies. I hate those that hate you. They make me angry. I want them to die. I want you to kill them. But Lord, search me. Search me, make sure there's not any wicked way in me because, you know, this hatred that I have for your enemies, you know, and he's a king, he's got an army, he could do this. It's making me want to go slaughter some villages. But I don't want to slaughter a village if it doesn't have it coming. I don't want to go take out a people that you don't want me to take out. So, Lord, well, right now, I'm all ready for battle. Right now, I'm ready to take some people out. I think they're your enemies. I think this hatred I have is justified. I'm not going to be nice when I take them out. But Lord, that would be a big mistake. Is my heart, if, if, if this is wrong, this would be a massive mistake. Is my heart right in this situation? You know, we ought to ask ourselves that. And thankfully, none of us have armies and we're not, you know, we don't have the power to go killing people. But you know what? Have you ever done that before you went and just decided you're going to destroy somebody online or destroy somebody on Facebook or something like that? Did you ever just think, you know, say that prayer? You know, we all say this. Oh, Lord, I hate them to hate thee. Lord, take them down. Destroy them. 
kill them. But you know what we all often leave out from that is search me, O oh God, and know my heart. Lord, I, I'm i ready to take these people on. And Lord, if you will allow me to be the instrument to take these people down, wonderful. I volunteer, but don't let me do it if it's not your will. Don't let me do it if this isn't something you want me to do or if it's if it's sinful. Show me what's going on. And, it, and it's God that does that. It's the Lord. And in Jeremiah 17, verse 10, he says, I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doing. So it's God that searches the heart. You can say, well, I search my heart. Well, okay, you searched your heart. You're following your heart. Are you sure that you did a good job? Or have you just deceived yourself? You know who needs to search your heart? God needs to search your heart. He needs to reveal some things and you need to, we need to figure out how to do this. And so the one thing we all need to figure out, and that is that only God really knows the heart of someone. Okay. Did you know you don't, you probably don't know your heart as well as you think you do. You might think you know your heart. And, and if you do know your heart and it's accurate, it's because God's revealed it to you. God has showed it to you. But at the same time, you know, it is, we've got to recognize this is something we could easily get ourselves wrong. You know, we could easily get wrong. Okay. How many of you are very cautious when you get a call from a phone salesman? Okay. Some of you, you're like me. You're so cautious. You don't even let them talk to you. Okay. You know, anytime somebody's trying to sell you something, you know, you're on guard. And even though everything they say sounds wonderful, you know, this guy's trying to get my money. So you're, you're cautious. You know, you try, you try not to think too emotionally. When you're dealing with them, you try to look at the facts and maybe even you'll go and you get some counsel and you get multiple opinions and you do that because you recognize someone who's trying to sell something to me is trying to get my money and it might not always be around. You know, how many of you are really on guard when a politician is talking? Hopefully, you know that, hey, when a guy's trying to get your vote, there's a good chance he's not going to follow through with all of his promises. There's a real good chance. So, you know, we know to be skeptical of them, but you know who we don't know to be skeptical Skeptical with? is our heart. It's like we're not skeptical. You know, we, we have no skepticism there. We just follow it and believe whatever it says, even though the Bible says it's deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? You know what that tells me? That tells me your heart's more deceitful than a politician. You know, your heart's more deceitful than the salesman that's out there. And we've got all these safeguards and precautions with these other people, but we have none with our heart. That's not a good policy to have right there. We're going to get ourselves in trouble if that's the way we act. So what we've got to do, we've got to figure out how to have God search us and let him reveal these things to us so we can know whether or not we're right. Because our our hearts, we are... You know, and because we're sinful people, we are capable of great wickedness. We're so, we're so, our hearts are so deceitful, it's capable of making us think we're righteous when we're doing something wicked. Did you know that even a reprobate often thinks their causes are just? You know, there's a lot of people out there, you know, doing LGBT right marches and stuff that are legitimately angry at, you know, the, whatever their persecution they're dealing with, and they think their cause is just. They, in their reprobate mind, 
they think their cause is just. And, you know, reprobates aren't the only ones that are capable of being deceived and thinking their cause is just. So we've got to make sure the, that we do, that we're asking God to search our heart. And so how does this work? How do we let God search our heart? How do we allow God to reveal these truths to us? And so we're just going to look at a few things. Turn over to Proverbs chapter 3. And most of these things are pretty simple. It's just a matter of putting it into practice. It's a matter of actually doing it and being wise enough to recognize, hey, I need somebody to check up on me, all right? Hatred is a strong emotion. It's a dangerous emotion. Anger is a dangerous emotion. I feel hate. I feel anger right now. I want to make sure this is right. I'm not just going to act on this. I'm going to have the Lord give me a checkup and make sure, all right, Lord, am I okay right now? I mean, think about how how many people would have saved a lot of problems if before they went and killed somebody and before they would have punched somebody, they'd have went to God in prayer first and said, all right, Lord, this person insulted me. I'm about ready to punch him in the nose. I just wanted to talk to you for a minute and make sure this is okay. And then if you feel led after that, then you punch, you know, I've never, I've never seen anybody do that. The closest thing I've ever seen that is I have seen some fighters before, before they get in a ring, do a prayer before that. And I, you know, I guess that's a sport, you know, that's probably the best, you know, closest thing you can do to that. But outside of that, I've never seen it before. Anybody ever prayed before you just went and said the most stupid thing that you ever said that got you in trouble? No, you know, whatever you said, you know, you think about some of the things you've said to your spouse that got you in a ton of trouble. How many of you prayed before you said that? You didn't. (laughs) You know what you did? You acted on instinct. And it sounded, it, it felt righteous. When you originally said it, you know, it's just, you know, so we all, we all understand. We all know how many times our flesh has got us in trouble. So, you know what we need to do in Proverbs three, verse five, it says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord and depart from evil. You know what? We don't want to, we don't need to have this attitude. All right. Well, here's how I'm going to figure out you know, when I can hate people. I'm going to make a list of what's justified and all these things, and I've come up with this list, and it's just foolproof. It's always right. No, each situation, you know what you need to do? You need to trust the Lord. Each situation, you know what you need to do? You need to acknowledge Him and let Him direct your paths. In each situation, don't be wise in your own eyes, and don't don't think, I've got this all figured out. Don't have this attitude, no, man, I, I know when it's right. I know when it's wrong. I've got this down. I've got it figured out. If I'm feeling it, it's righteous. It's of God. It's okay. The Spirit of God is on me. And so I'm ready to lower the boom on these people. No, don't have that attitude. Each time we need to, you know, keep that dependence on God. Our reactions are often a result of the flesh. Often when we react to things, it's the flesh that kicks in before the Spirit. It's just the way it typically works for us. The Bible says in Romans 13, 13, let us walk honestly as in the day, not rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. I love that verse. Make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. What is it that you are most capable of of doing that gets you in trouble. Are you someone who has a major temper? Now, some people are really easygoing, and this isn't a big of a problem for them. Some people are hotheads. 
If you're a hothead, you know what? You need to not make provision for that. You need to make sure you're, you might have to say, you know what? I can't have anything to do with this. I can't ever be around these people. I can't do this type of thing. I'm not going to make that provision for the flesh. You know, some people who used to be alcoholics, they are very strict when it comes to even being around alcohol. You know why? Because they're trying not to make provision for the flesh. Because their flesh really desires this stuff where some of us, we're not bothered by it. You know, we, we've never, you know, if you, you never drank it, you never, you're just not interested. And so the thing is, all of this is going to be different for different people, but wherever it is in your life where you struggle, you know what you need to do? You need to say, I'm not making provision for that. I get myself in trouble all the time. All right, I get this. I get it. There is such a thing as righteous hatred. There's no doubt about that. But I get in trouble all the time for hate, hating people that I shouldn't. I often hate things that God doesn't want me hating. I often overreact. I have a lot of problems with this. So, you know, I'm not going to make any provision. I'm going to stay away from that. Now, somebody else, they might be close enough with God. Something happens and then immediately their response, it's of the spirit. But if that's not you, you've got to, you've got to acknowledge that and just be honest with yourself and say, you know what? I'm not doing this. I'm not getting involved in this. I've been caught up in too many things before I shouldn't been caught up in. I'm going to take some time. I'm going to acknowledge God. I'm going to pray about it for a while. The next time you see somebody getting piled on online and attacked online, do you want to get in on the mob right away? Or why can't you just wait a week? I mean, if listen, if they're, if they're so wicked, they need to be exposed this week. They'll still be that wicked and need to be exposed next week. Maybe give it a week. Maybe give it a month. You know, so, some of us, we might need to wait. We just might have to say, you know what? I just got to stay out of that because I don't have good judgment. And I've just been on the wrong side of things too many times because this stinking flesh of mine loves to hate. It loves to be angry. It loves to attack people. My flesh loves that, and I'm not making provision for that. Now, again, you might need to do that. doesn't mean everybody needs to do that. Some people might be fine. You know what you need to do? You need to ask God to search your heart and to show you what you need to see about yourself and let him reveal these things to you. And I believe you'll be better off. So if we're honest with ourselves, you know, we, we could be just trying to justify what our flesh wants. And if you want to hate somebody, you can find something in the Bible, something from Romans 1 that they've done in some way. You can find something. And then there's your, you know, there's your cause for reprobation. And therefore, I hate them and it's of the Spirit. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe, you know, for me, I'm going to ask, I'm going to take some time and ask God to search me because I'm not real sure. And I do. And I've got my areas where, you know, I do. I really got, I've really got to watch myself because, you know, I, I don't know. I really don't know. So the second thing we need to do is we just need to make sure we patiently wait on him to direct us. Well, I want to attack this person right now. I prayed about it. You know what? Be patient. Let God direct you. By the time you, the Lord reveals to you whether or not it's justified to attack this person, it might not be cool anymore. It might be old news. But you know what you've got to do? You've got to wait. You've got to learn to patiently wait. It says in Psalm 37, 7, 
rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Hey, this person's doing wicked stuff. I've got to do something about it. No, the Bible says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. We're not supposed to fret because of that. In fact, it says, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil, for evildoers shall be cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth for yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The wicked plotteth against the just and gnasheth upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh at him, for he seeth that his day is coming. Notice the wicked, I mean, they're gnashing with his teeth. They, they react. The wicked, they react. They do whatever they feel like doing. But you know what? The Lord laughs at him because the Lord knows what's coming for them. The Lord knows what's coming for the wicked. And a lot of times what happens to us, we see people doing wickedness and we need, we want it stopped now. I mean, when I see wickedness going on, I want it stopped now. I want it stopped. In fact, I don't not only want it stopped now, I want to be the one to stop it. But you know what God has said? Rest in him. He's going to deal with them. He's going to take care of them. They might be laughing now, but God's going to have the last laugh. You know what we've got to do? We've just got to wait patiently on him to direct us. If the Lord really does want you to do something about these people, he will direct you, but you're going to, you have to wait a little bit. You have to wait a little bit, and that's often a very difficult thing to do. And so, because when it comes to our enemies, often the only thing we're really supposed to do is actually good. And that stinks, folks. All right, I'll admit it right now. But it does say in Romans 12, 19, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirsts, give him a drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Now listen, some people are so wicked. Some people have literally done what God said to do here as a way to get back at evildoers. You say, how do you do that? Okay, here's the way you do it. So let's say somebody out there slams me. All right, let's just say in the online world, I get slammed pretty regular, all right? And let's say I get slammed in the online world. And so what I do, I get up and I say, you know what? I heard about what this person said to me about me. You know, my my flesh wants to say what a horrible person that they are, how much I hate them, how much God hates them, how... I'm pretty sure they're a homo, but the Lord has told us not to be overcome of evil, to overcome evil with good, and so I'm sending them a gift certificate to Texas Roadhouse for $50. I'm going to bless them that curse me. Now, folks, what am I doing right there? I'm out proclaiming how much better I am than them. You know, in the most backhand, I literally saw somebody do that one time. It was the, I was like, are you kidding me? Somebody attacked them, and that is exactly what they did. They got online, and they made a video talking about what they had bought for them, what they did for them, and they sent them, and I was just like, that is the most, listen, 
Only the heart of man could come up with something like that. They literally obeyed the Scripture, but at the same time, completely went against it. That, I mean, that, that it, it just blew my mind. Folks, that just shows how bad we are. We can literally take the instructions of God and turn them into sins. And do the exact, and on one hand, on paper, doing exactly what God said to do, we do the opposite. That's, it. That's how bad we are as people, and we don't want to be that way. So often, though, you know, that enemy of God label that we like to throw on people is our excuse to hate them. And, so, and you might be positive that your heart's right, and that's great, but you know, I might not be as sure as you are. I might not, you know, I'm not always sure that my enemies are the enemies of God. Sometimes I think they might just be my enemies, you know, because, you know, when you reflect a little bit, I can see why some people don't like me, if, you know, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, it, it'd be a lot easier for me to say, well, they, it's not me they hate, it's, it's him they hate. I got a Bible verse for that, don't I? I, I? I got a Bible verse for that. So I hate them because they hate God. But, you know, I said, I, I don't know. I don't really... I don't really trust myself that much. See, and so that's why we've got to remain dependent on God and continue not to trust our flesh. We never trust this flesh, folks. Do not trust your flesh. You can't do it. It says in Proverbs 24:16, listen to this, for a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief. Rejoice not when thine enemy falleth, and let not thine heart be glad when he stumbleth, lest the Lord see it, and it displease him, and he turn away his wrath from him. Fret not thyself because of evil men, neither be thou envious at the wicked, for there shall be no reward to the evil man. The candle of the wicked shall be put out. So listen, we're going to fall, even a just person is going to fall seven times. And when I fall, you know what I want? I want mercy. I want mercy when I fall. So you know what I'm going to do? I want to set myself up to obtain mercy. And we do that by being merciful to others. When they fall, when they mess up, Matthew 7, 1, Judge not that ye be not judged. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. We see in Matthew 6, 14, it says, For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So listen, if when our enemy falls, we laugh, then God might laugh when we fall. And I don't want that. And that's, and, and folks, listen, I get it. Okay? There is righteous hatred. There's righteous anger. I get all that stuff. There's enemies of God. They're out there. I've got enemies. I'm not always convinced and I'm 100% sure that they're the same, one and the same. So the thing, so when things happen to my enemies, I try to be, you know, because I know how my heart is, I have to sometimes make an effort not to get excited about it. I remember, I remember when Hillary lost the election. I was so happy. And it wasn't even so much because I just wanted Trump or, or you know, I, it was for the good of the country. It's just because I don't like that woman. 
And I was, I, and I'm just confessing my sins right now. I really enjoyed the thought of her just punching walls in the room where she was staying and stuff. And I just, you know, and I remember, you know, the Lord kind of convicted me about this passage right here. Maybe that's why Trump lost in the last election. I don't know, but, you know, you know, I, I, you know, I remember thinking, man, I'm enjoying this too much. I probably shouldn't enjoy this that much. And I remember thinking, man, this is feeling so good, but I, it scared me to death. It's like, this is probably wrong. I probably shouldn't be this way. And, I, you know, we got to watch out for that. You know, when we hear that, you know, when I heard that someone who has called me, who has harassed me, who has lied about me, who has made videos lying about me, who has harassed my, you know, friends of mine and people I care about and lied about them, when I found out they got clunked over the head and were left, found dead in an alley somewhere, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. My heart was tempted to feel good about it, but you know what? I had to just tell the Lord, you know, help me not to, help me not to be excited about this. You know, help me not to feel good about this because I don't know that. You know, I, I don't know the hearts of these people. I think I do. You know, you know, this, this person, I don't want to say their name, you know, and give advertisement or anything like that. I mean, they were. I know when it comes to, when it came to me personally, they called me, they harassed me, they lied about me, and I know for a fact they've done that same thing to other people too. But, you know, at the same time, you know, I, I wasn't going to throw a party or anything like that because at the end of the day, I'm pretty sure they were mostly just my enemy, you know. And you can declare them an enemy of God if you want. That's fine. They very well might be. But, you know, at the same time, I don't want to be happy about things like that because I want to have a merciful attitude. I like the idea of even somebody that rotten getting saved. I like the idea of that. Oh, were they a reprobate? Well, did, did God give them over to reprobate mine or did you give them over to reprobate mine? You know, I know, I know I, sometimes I think we do it before God does. And it's like, no, they, they definitely were. And their death proves it. Well, okay. I mean, if, if that's the case, then, you know, God knows what he's doing. But you know what? It doesn't really matter because at the end of the day, one enemy goes down. It's not, not like Satan doesn't have an army of people to follow after them. Another one's going to pop up. And, you know, the last thing we want to do is get a cocky and arrogant attitude. Be like, I better not mess with our church. You know, better not say stuff about us. You're next. You're going to die too. No, no. I, now, eventually God's going to destroy all these wicked people. They're all going to get it one of these days. They, you know, we want them to get it today, but they might not get it until judgment day. Some of them might make it to Armageddon. Either way, same thing, eternity in hell. So, you know, we, we've just got to understand. And listen, if you got tempted, to feel good about some of these things, just understand, you know, on something like that, what I would probably do is say, Lord, search me and know my heart because I'm feeling pretty good about something that maybe I shouldn't feel that good about. And I don't want to be that. I don't want to have that kind of attitude if I shouldn't. And, you know, I mean, there's been many times when wicked people have gone down, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, when, you know, when, they finally admitted she was dead. I'm pretty sure they were just propping her body up for a while. Uh, you know, when, uh, you know, you know, when you think about all that woman has done to help get babies killed in this country with the abortion and what she stood for, you know, you said, no, that's definitely, uh, maybe, maybe, but 
I'm not asking you if it's okay for me to feel good about that. I'm going to ask God if it's okay for me to feel good about some of that. There's there's a lot of other people out there. When they go, you know, how how I feel, I'm just, let's just say, I'm nervous about this flesh of mine. I don't always trust it. And I, I get I get how people can feel, and I'm, so I, I'm not here to judge your emotions and tell you you were wrong and how you felt about some of these things. I'm just saying I'd be careful with that. I'd be very careful, and I would actually be like David. I would go to Psalms 139, you know, and I would, but I would look at the, I would quote the whole chapter. You know, I wouldn't stop. You know, until I got to the search me, oh God. I think when any time, in fact, I think anytime you pray an imprecatory prayer against somebody, I think you should add that part on there, the search me, oh God, and know my heart. And let me tell you, you know, I, I've prayed some imprecatory, I've prayed some imprecatory prayers towards J.B. Pritzker. And you know what? If somebody told me today that, you know, he choked on a chicken bone and, uh, you know, something like that and dropped dead, I mean, I would. I'd have to stop and pray and say, Lord, please search my heart quick. <laughs> quick, because oh, I'm not sure I should be feeling this good about it. But, you know, because that, that could be bad. Because you know what? If the Lord sees that we have a big party and we're having this arrogant attitude about it and all that, you know what? The Lord might say, you know what? I can't believe they're having that attitude. They should be more merciful. You know what? I'm going to give them... Gretch the wretch from up in Michigan to come down here and ruin this state too. You know, I, he might he might do something like that just to teach us a lesson. So you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna try to be sad. You know, we're gonna we're, we're gonna we're gonna at least try to be humble. At least try to have some meekness because it's the meek that we saw in there that are gonna inherit the earth. They're the ones that are gonna inherit the earth. We're not gonna get cocky and arrogant about these things. I don't want that, I don't want that happening to us. So, we don't ever want to have this attitude when it comes to a lot of these things and when, whenever people fall, whenever people do wicked things, we don't ever want to have this attitude, that would never happen to me. You know, I would never do that. We don't want to have that attitude. That's a really bad attitude to have. We need to understand whenever we see somebody else fall, we're made out of the same flesh that they're made out of. So, let's watch ourselves. And let's be merciful. Let's set ourselves up to receive mercy. Let's set ourselves up to receive forgiveness. And you know what? That might mean you probably, you know, shouldn't, you might have to miss a celebration party when something really bad happens. Cause it's like, you know what? I'm, I'm pretty sure if I go to the JB Pritzker parade, you know, instead of the funeral, cause he choked on that chicken bone, you know, I'm pretty sure I'm, I might sin. And so you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to be meek and I'm just not going to do anything. I'm not, I'm obviously I'm not going to go honor the man or anything like that, but I'm not going to go to the celebration either. When my enemies get taken down, when the Lord takes care of one of our enemies, you know, do we want to make a big stink and capitalize on it or just do nothing? You know, why don't we just let the wicked their name be forgotten. Let them rot. And let's, let's just move on. Because the devil's got plenty of people that are going to try to take the place of that one enemy.
and we don't need uh, we don't need to get an arrogant attitude about it. And so I said it is okay if you're just not real sure about yourself, like David, when it comes to your heart and when you know when when it comes to knowing how to react to certain things. It's also though not your problem if someone else is super confident in the fact that their hearts are right. Either way, so it's it's not your problem. God's going to deal with and God will deal with them if they're wrong. If somebody's got having too arrogant of an attitude, God will take care of them. God will take care of the enemies. We don't need to fret ourselves in these things. And so even if today you're sure your heart is right, you got to understand it might not be tomorrow. We need to maintain a constant dependence on God, and we should always be skeptical when it comes to our heart. And, you know, so sometimes we feel things, and our reactions, they're just not right. I remember when my parents uh, told me they were going to have to put their dog down. I remember immediately a great big smile came to my face, and I was like, really? You know, and then, and then, and then I saw the look on their face, like, wait. You know, I hated that dog, man. I hated it. And, you know, that's, that's not, that's, you know, said, typically the way we react is wrong and sinful and it's according to our flesh. And so all we've got to do is just recognize that and not be too quick to react. Take some time and, you know, you're, you're going to feel these things. Okay. If some guy out there, when you leave today, he like cuts you off and, you know, does nasty hand gestures towards you, yells at you out the window, cusses you out, goes down the road a little bit, and then gets pulled over by a cop or, you know, runs into a tree or something like that. I know what y'all are going to be thinking. <laughs> yeah. Am I, am I not right? That's what he gets. <laughs> Do you know that might not be the right attitude? But you all, let's just be honest, you all are going to think that. Y'all are going to feel that way. And anytime something bad happens to one of our enemies, we automatically think, God's taking care uh, No, it might just happen. It's sad. And you know what you need to do? Even if you have to fake it, you know, don't drive by that guy and smile at him. Wave at him. You know, just act like you didn't see it. And when bad things happen with our enemies, we're not going to, you know, we might feel some of these things, but, you know, we might, we might just have to fake it. Fighting for the family, you know, <laughs> just <laughs> whatever you're supposed to say in that situation. And, uh, and, and why are we doing that? It's not that we're trying to be fake. It's just we don't trust ourselves. We don't want to make provision for the flesh because we understand just how wicked it is. And I believe that's one of the best and most important things we need to get out of Psalms 139 is when we feel emotions like this that are dangerous, we've got to ask God to search our heart. And make sure we're okay. And so with that, let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for these uh, wonderful examples of uh, prayer and just uh, things that help us to just know how to have you reveal our heart to us. And I pray you'll help us to just maintain a closeness with you. Help us to be disciplined enough to just not react to things, but to uh, just uh, allow you to search our hearts and show us whether or not we're right or wrong in these situations. And most importantly, I just pray when it comes to a lot of these things, will just help us to learn to just uh, let you deal with our enemies and let you uh, handle these things, Lord, because we are sinful people. And so help us to uh, not make provisions for the flesh so we can do the right thing. In your name we pray. Amen.